This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome along. It's Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. It's the number one tennis betting podcast and YouTube show with me, Nigel Seeley, and Sean Calvert, our senior ATP handicapper, brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Uh, you may have joined us last week. Uh, Sean wasn't very well. How are you feeling today, Sean? Uh, all right, I think. Well enough to do the show. Let's 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 say that the hundred days cough thing. I don't. I'm not sure that's. I'm not sure that's right. The cough's kind of eased off a bit, but instead of coughing, I was just sneezing all day yesterday and today. So it feels more coldy today. I don't know what's going on here. Whether I've just got the same virus that's mutating and kind of causing different symptoms or whether I'm just getting one after the other after another. I, I don't know what's going on, but um, I'm a bit better. I'm probably about more like 70% fit now. That's not bad. That's about as good as I've been since, well, the start of the year, really. That is very good. I'll tell you what, I don't know what you've done through the sort of the, the internet world, but I've, I've just had a coughing fit before I come on here and I've got a runny nose in the last 30 seconds just by talking to you. I was just absolutely coughing, splurting away, literally for about 10 minutes before I you've, joined this Zoom call. You've done well to escape if you've not had anything so far this year. Everyone I know has had all sorts of stuff. It's, it's horrible. This year has been so bad. I, I used to go away in. in the old days. I used to go, before Lagan was born, I used to go away in the winter, go go or somewhere like that to avoid all this nonsense. There's none of that, none of that now. I'm just, um, you know, exposed to all every virus is going, and um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. That's what is called fatherhood, you know, you, the, all the joys of being a father. And well, know, they don't tell you any of this stuff, do they? But it means you're going to be having the lurgy six times a year from all the kids at school. I was all right last year, and sort of the year before. Once he stopped going to nursery, nursery was the worst. I'd be, I'd be just wiped out with nursery. Everything would be going on there. Well, since you know, the last few years since he's been at school, it's been all right. But this this win this winter's been just so bad. I I I've normally I'm normally all right. I'm not normally any. It's normally Natasha that's constantly got every single illness going, and I'm I'm normally all right. I'm sort of looking at her going, what's going on? And I'm normally all right, but now it's it's payback time. I think it is payback time. But anyway, a seventy percent Sean Calvert today is a, is is a good thing for us. How how fit and well were you on Sunday? Probably about. Sunday, I can't remember. Which. Oh, that was a coffee. No, about 40. Probably about 40. 40%. Well, a 40% fit. Sean Calvert, give us a sweep. A couple of official picks. Cash. Yeah. Right, we? we don't mind. A 40% Calvert is, is, is good for us. Yeah. Picking matches and looking at the stats, that, that, my health doesn't really affect that. It, it, it's kind of talking and having to talk for a long period of time. My voice sort of goes. That, that's the problem. But looking at the stats and that, I think it's been some good matchups so far this, yeah, this week. And um, we've had some had, good wins. You could have had the sort of, you could have, Sort of thought I'm not going to talk about that match. You could have, you could have condensed it to two bets, but you sold sold it on. No, the I don't do format. that. Give value for money. I always give value for money on this show. Exactly. I'll try to anyway. And that's what we're on about. We're looking for value for money. And we're looking for value for money today. There's three tournaments this week, as you probably are aware. One in Rio, one in Los Cabos in Mexico, and one over in Qatar in Doha. The action is playing at the moment. I'm watching Andy Murray. who's five one up. Yeah, not good for me. I've, I've, nice. actually, I've bet Muller to win this. I'm in trouble here. I think you might be at the minute with him being 
well, almost five one up, five five six one up. But it's hard to bet, isn't he, Murray? Because you just don't know what his his, current, his recent level has been absolutely atrocious. But you feel like one, it's going to come back at some point, and this is a tournament he normally goes pretty well at. So it's he's dodgy. He's he's difficult. That's why I don't talk about Murray matches very often because they're really hard to to kind of pick. I wish I spoke to you before I pressed the the bet button on my laptop there. Anyway, uh, not looking good for me, and, and Murray looks like he's going to win the first, first set uh, by a convincing scoreline, but let's, we'll see. Anyway, that's enough about Andy Murray. Let's talk about uh, this week. And uh, if you watched Sunday's show, you'd have realised we had uh, some outright picks on the tournament here in Doha and Qatar, which, talking about, which, which Andy Murray is involved in. But at the time of recording, the, the draws were just announced, and there wasn't any future markets tournament winner markets on the mar on the tournaments in Rio and Los Cabos. And a lot of people have messaged and said, well, uh, you know, is, is, is there anything you liked? And we said we mentioned it today on Tuesday. You know, the draw is out now. We've seen a couple of days' action. Is, is there anything that you saw on the draw that you thought, you know, I quite like that player? Any leans or anything you thought that was maybe worth betting on the future market on those two events? Well, we mentioned a couple of names, didn't we, or I did, and on um, Sunday before, before we saw any of the odds, and they were Garin and, Saboth Wild and um, Saboth Wild was obviously one of our bets, match bets. Um, I still think he's got a good chance. We'll talk about him again in a minute. Um, I think he's the, perhaps the best of the the bigger prize contenders. Garen, you're kind of guessing whether he's fit or not. If if he is fit, he could really give you a good run for money. This is all in the bottom half of the draw, which which to me looks kind of open. I'm just glancing at it now. Cam Nori, you know, he's he, he he played pretty well yesterday in his first round match. Nori loves these sort of physical battles um is he is he good enough to win it for two years in a row in Rio I'm not so sure so I'm not personally having a bet but I I think that potentially Saboth could could be the one with um to offer a bit of value in that bottom half of the draw uh, the outright odds are available as we record this. Uh, they probably won't be available when it goes live, which will be later on this afternoon. Is recording on Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning uh, on stateside. Carlos Alcaraz is the favourite, minus one fifty-five. Sabalov will be thirty to one, and Christian Garin is twenty-five to one. So maybe have a look at those, or maybe bet them in the in, in the match markets and sort of get some value as the tournament progresses. Uh, and over in Los Cabos, it's Alexander Zverev is the favourite, two to one. Stefanos Tsitsipas is four to one. Casparud uh, six to one, Diminois six to one. Um, then it's twenty to one. Bar those. Did you anything you saw on those on that draw that you quite liked? There's been a couple of unusual results. This this court is is really slow and bouncy, and and yet Kokinakis beat Jack Draper, and, and Evans beat Safulin, and, and and Max Purcell beat Arnaldi. Some kind of peculiar results. Not again. Not really. There's nothing really that's standing out to me that says. I should really back this guy. Um, I don't like to have too many bets in February unless I can see some potential value and a real kind of path through to a specific guy for the final. There's nothing here that stands out for me that, that would be more than a kind of shot in the dark, really. There's there's, there's nothing I can see that's outright betting value in, in either Los Cabos or Rio, really. Uh, Head across to the BetRivers website. They will have the tournament future markets available uh, before the tournament round starts, obviously, and uh, you can check them out yourself. There'll be tournament outright markets and each way markets available on all three tournaments this week, which is a busy week on the A to B tour. Okay, that's the futures, and that was yesterday on the on, on our matches where we cashed a few tickets. And you mentioned him, Sayworth Wild, and we're talking about him again. He's up against Zhao Munar uh, in Rio in the tournament in Rio. Uh, it's two thirty p.m. Eastern start. Uh, Munar has a very very overwhelming convincing lead. He leads 3-2 in the head-to-head. -head. He beat him in Miami in the last mount, uh, meeting in straight sets. 
uh, in Brazil and a challenger. He beat come through against the Brazilian 2-1. And he also beat him in Montevideo in Uruguay in 2019. Sabre Thwil earned us the cash in a win against Tabilo. He came in with no form, but Sean gave a great reason why we should bet him uh, against the run of form coming into the tournament. And he's an underdog here again against Munar. He's plus 118. Munar minus 143. The spread is one and a half. Munar giving up one and a half is minus 117. Sayworth Wield uh, plus one and a half is minus 109. And the total here is 22 and a half with over minus 107, under minus 120. Uh, 29 different markets available on this uh, match on Bet Rivers and all the matches in Rio in Bet Withers. Um, I'm guessing we're sticking with the Sabreth Wheel train here. He's had one big win. He's sort of turned his season has been pretty poor. A good win against mm. an informed Tabilo. And now he's up against an opponent where the market may look at the head-to-head and give you a price that represents a bit of value. Yeah, I can't back Moonar at this price. I should say, first of all, I gave out a bit of duff information regarding Rio, so I'm, I'm apologising for that. Uh, it's about the balls. They yep. used to play with head balls here. Um, but it looks like they changed to Wilson. Um They've certainly changed to Wilson this year. It looks like they changed to Wilson last year as well. So there isn't that change of... of the, it's still like a change of conditions. It's still relevant, but they're not changing the balls as well. They're playing in Wilson and Buenos Aires and they're now playing with Wilson here. So I, I got that wrong. I think it must, it's because probably because I was in Rotterdam last this time last year and I didn't get a chance to search through Getty images and, um, and look through and see what balls they were using. But it makes sense now because the last couple of years there's been fewer uh, underdog winners in Rio. And I did, I did kind of wonder why, but... I think that might have something to do with it because changing the balls from from the Wilson to the head, as well as the change of conditions, used to lead to quite a few upsets. And the last couple of years, it hasn't. That could be a coincidence or that, that could be a main reason for that. So they are playing with Wilson balls here. Um, Cam Norrie also gave a, a good description of the conditions here as well, actually. He said, um, and I'll quote him from yesterday, he said, I feel like the balls get quite big, um, so it can be quite slow. The court is quite heavy. Um, and he's he's talking about how to win points at this tournament he's saying you can't rush the point on this surface he's saying i wanted to hit two or three balls before i really pulled the trigger and, and went for the right shot you've got to be patient he also said if you hit a flat ball like his backhand is particularly flat the ball does kind of skid through the court pretty well so it's quite a good description from from cam Norrie there about the conditions we need to also be aware that there could be thunderstorms on wednesday it's going to be really humid again 90 percent humidity thunderstorms very likely so the conditions could be tough. It could be on. It could be off. Um, but as far as this one's concerned, I think it's been priced on the head-to-head, like you said, 3-0 to um, to Munar. You feel like if, if you looked at these two players and you said to yourself, which one's going to be the higher ranked at the end of their career or do the the bigger things, you would have to say, if Saboth Wild can get his head right, it, it would have to be him. He's He's got the better weapons. Munar does what he does very well, which is kind of, keep the ball in play, make you play one more ball. And and that's kind of how he's frustrated Saboth Wild in, in the past. Although I have to say that the last meeting was in qualies on a hard court in Miami. That's not Saboth Wild. You, you can't see him being up for that. He's he's really up for this, as you can imagine. And and he did say the crowd really helped him through against against Tabelo. So Moonar, I feel, was pretty flattered by his win over a, a really poor against Sebastian Offner, who's had a nightmare golden swing. He's been terrible. Doesn't look fit at all, Offner. Um, but other than that, Munar's not he's not been in particularly great form on this golden swing. I think he's been flattered by that off in the win. If we look at the stats of this tournament, what Munar's done here, he's only won 44% of his second serve points in the eight matches that he's played in Rio, and he's only held serve 68% of the time. Saboth Wild has won 50% of his second serve points, and 
<clears throat> excuse me, held serve 78% of the time. So he, he's a player that loves playing here. He's des you feel like he's desperate to do well. If he finds his best form on the day, you know, the crowd could well get him over the line again. I certainly couldn't be back in Moonar at, um, at minus money. I think Saboth's what, about plus 117? Plus 118. Um, I think if you're betting on this match, I think you you would have to take Saboth Wild. I'm not sure I'm going to go in on him again because I prefer another bet today, but that's certainly a, a lean for that particular match, yeah. And a plus 118 Saboth Wild currently with Bet Rivers, the Brazilian in his country with his support behind him. He got him over the line against Sabilo. Would he get him over the line against an opponent that leads a 3-0 in the head-to-heads? I remember you can bet live and watch live and bet live with Bet Rivers. Uh, place a bet on that match and be able to live stream the game on your mobile device or your tablet or your home computer. So uh, the first match is on just a lean for Saboth Wield. He, he earned us the money. He doesn't, he doesn't have to prove anything now. We just, you know, we just, we'll go with him. We'll but just take him on the outright if you can. Yeah. yeah. 30 to one currently bet with us for Saboth Wield. But at plus 118, he is a lean for us to win the tournament in Rio. 2.30 p.m. Eastern time is when that match starts on Wednesday. Uh, a bit of an earlier start. We're moving to two matches now across in Doha in Qatar. 6.30 a.m. is when the order of play starts over there for Tuesday morning. Uh, Wednesday morning, sorry. And it's uh, Fuksovic against Bublik is the match that you want to talk about first. Another one where uh, there's a very convincing head-to-head. -head. Bub uh, Bublik leads 4-1 on the head-to-head -head here. They met in Wimbledon, where he won very easy, 6-1-6-2-6-4. Madrid uh, on clay, 7-6-6-3. Marseille, 6-4-7-5. Fuchsovic did win in 2017, the challenger. But on the three main ATP Tour matches they played, Bublik has won, and he hasn't dropped the set. Now, hence, that's probably why he is quite a decent favourite here, but not as strong as you would imagine, given that head-to-head. -head. Bublik is minus 120. Fuchsovic is minus 104. The spread here is one and a half, minus 134. For Fuksovic, plus one and a half. Minus one and a half for Bublik is plus 104. And the total is 22 and a half. Uh, if you look at their progression to this round, Fuksovic beat Bautista Agut, who's a good, got a very good record here in Doha. And Bublik was beaten by Ranic uh, in Rotterdam, who did very, very well prior to that. He won the tournament in Montpellier. Bublik is playing well. Uh, we don't know any order to play. We don't know if it's an early start yet. We know what Bublik's like with an early start. So that may pull the hinder or, or sort of enhance your opinion on this match here. I don't on think they do early starts in Doha. Oh, we said that, we might said, be all right. said that the other day, yeah. But for Bublik, it's three o'clock in the afternoon is an early start. But uh, <laughs> it's 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, what do you think here? I mean, given the the head-to-head -head and given the form coming in, Bublik, perhaps for a lot of people, would, would appear some value. But I'm by judging by the line movement today, all the money is coming from Fuksovic. Yeah, I, I can see why. I think the head-to-head -head is working in our favour here. Um, Four-one, yeah, it's the head-to-head, -head, but yeah, you know, you can't. You've got to be careful with head-to-heads. You can't just look at it and go, "Oh, he's won four out of the five, so he's going to win this one." The last one they played at Wimbledon, Fuksovic wasn't even remotely fit. Um, he, he was he was injured during that grass swing. I think he just literally turned up for his for his paycheck. To be perfectly honest, he was nowhere near fit enough to play that match. So we can strike that one off. The head-to-head, -head. forget that one. It wasn't. It wasn't a contest. If you look at the the three meetings that, sorry, the, the four meetings, sorry, that that were competitive, where that presumably they were both fit. There's not a great deal in it. Service points, one over ten points, one totals, hundred and two to ninety-eight in favour of Bublik. So not an overwhelming advantage by any means. Um, and across those four meetings, Fuksovic actually won six percent more second serve points. And it's it's generally the first serve of Bublik that does the damage, but you know, it's horses for courses. That 
that weapon isn't going to be something that's going to help you that that well in in, in Doha. Um, it's windy. It's supposed to be 21 mile an hour winds tomorrow. Um, it's a slow court. I can't imagine Bublik is going to be up for this. His best conditions are indoor hard and grass by a, by a country mile. I talked about how poor his hard court, outdoor hard court stats were the other day. You know, they're nowhere near the, the levels of his grass and indoor statistics. If you look at what they've each done in Doha, Fuksovic has got a great record, a, a great record here. Eight and four win loss. Service points, one every 10 points, one total of 102. And a service hold and break total of 108. It's very impressive. Um, Bublik is down at 99 and 102. So he's way down on what he's done in his Doha career compared to Fuksovic. Looking slightly more into that, Bublik's only won 43% of his second serve points at this particular tournament. Fuksovic has won 51%. Conditions clearly for me will favour Fuksovic, who was, again, very, very impressive. I watched his match against Bautista Agut. Admittedly, this is a, a shadow of Bautista Agut as, as we used to know him. He's, he's nowhere near. He had a, a knee brace on as well. Um, but Fuksovic still played superbly well. He clearly enjoys playing here. Um, the wind, I feel, is going to frustrate Bublik. You know, you can see a few double faults, quite a few double faults coming off his racket on Wednesday. So um, I'm perfectly happy to take Fuksovic here as my, um, my play for the day. I think he's um, a very good bet in the horses for courses kind of style. Minus 104. And now currently, <clears throat> minus 104 is one of the best prices in the land. So if Sean's going to be betting the minus 104 and uh, we given a recommendation here, you want to head across the bet rivers very, very quickly because that minus 104 will go very, very quickly indeed. So Fuksovic minus 104 is our only official pick of the day. Um, we've got some leans. We're going to come on to two other matches, but that Fuksovic minus 104 is the bet against Bublik. Uh, the head's headed very misleading, very different conditions today. And as Sean said, windy, slow court. Fuksovic here, minus 104 is the bet. Uh, the next match we're going to speak about is in Qatar again. It's Hugo Humbert, uh, the left-handed Frenchman, very big server. He's a very heavy favourite against Pavel Kotov. Humbert uh, is minus 215. Kotov is plus 170. Again, this match starts at 6.30 a.m. The spread here is three and a half. Humbert giving up three and a half, plus 114. Kotov receiving three and a half, minus 148. The total 22 and a half with minus 110 for over, minus 115 for under. They have met once before. If you want to look at the head-to-head, -head, it was a win for Umber in St. Petersburg back in 2020. And Kotov, though, had a, he looked good. I watched the match yesterday against Senega. I know Senega wasn't at his best, but Kotov looked pretty well, pretty good indeed. And Umber, since he won in Marseille, was beaten in the first round in Rotterdam against Ruzavoro. Uh, Ruzavoro, sorry. So I was I was impressed with Kotov yesterday. I did, did you watch the game, Sean? I thought he played well. I didn't see that one, no. No, he, well, I thought he played really, really well. So Ego wasn't at the races, but Kotov did all he had to do to win. And at uh, plus one zero and four now. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I, it, it, it was on Ego. And the zero and four in Doha now. I think Sonego. Um clearly doesn't like playing here. So you, you do have to when you're looking at, at Doha, you kind of have to look at how players have gone in the past or how you feel like they're going to play in certain conditions. Um, so I, I'm just not sure whether Humbert will enjoy the conditions here. He's never played in Doha. He's never played in Dubai. So this could be a bit of a, a kind of learning curve for him. As you said, Kotov, you watched it obviously more than I did. He, he obviously played very, very well against Senega. Having a match here in these in these kind of peculiar, slightly unique conditions, uh, I, I feel that's a big advantage anyway, um, even if a player has played before. But Humbert's never never been here before, never played a match. So is he going to enjoy this wind? You know, it, the players that 
are ultra aggressive, like Umber, very aggressive game, goes for his shots, goes for the lines. Is he going to be able to do that in 21 mile an hour winds or gusting around? Not so sure. Maybe, but I certainly wouldn't be backing him at heavy minus money um, in these circumstances. If we look at what Kotov has done since he's kind of broken through, so since the Shanghai Masters last season, what he's done at main level is pretty impressive. Service points one and return points one total of 103 and a service hold and break total of 109 and he's held serve 87% of the time. That's that's pretty good numbers, very good numbers, in fact, um, for a guy ranked number 64 in the world. He's obviously improving on that uh, rapidly. Humbert's numbers are better, yeah, they are, 108 and 110, so an 89% hold. So, yeah, Humbert's in good form at the minute or has been in the last sort of four or five months. Um, and he's obviously the right favourite. But as you said, Kotov took a set off Humbert back in 2020 when he was number 286 in the world, Kotov. Humbert was 38 in the world that day. I feel like this is going to be closer than, than the odds suggest. So my lean here is over 22 and a half games, given that both these guys hold serve a lot. Um, and Humber, I, I really feel like there's going to be some peaks and troughs in his game. If he comes out here and plays a really clean game and clean, cleans, cleans him out 6-3, 6-4 in these conditions, I'll be very impressed. So over 22 and a half games, minus one of six chance for Bet Rivers or maybe take Humber to win it eventually, 2-1, uh, plus 260, um, 3.6 that is with Bet Rivers as well. So a long match expected between Ugo and Bear and Kotov. I thought Kotov, I, I, I did watch it yesterday. Our first set, he played really well. I think he won about 6-2. The second set, Sonego played a little bit better, but it was a lot of unforced errors from the Italians really struggling for any kind of form. Um, but I thought Kotov at plus two, 170 may be a little bit of value on the money line here because I think Umber, since, yeah, he, won that, since he won his home tournament and he, his, his, his record hit, his record since I was a first round defeat in, in uh, Rotterdam, I think he might travel here and think, well, I've done my bit for the year. I've won that tournament and just saved myself a bit. But Maybe um, the first set, maybe if Kotov's yeah. attuned to the conditions, Umber isn't. Maybe take the price on, on Kotov to win the first set. Any of those bets, just feel like Umber is, is just a, a touch vulnerable here. He's the number three seed, and that is one of the reasons why he's minus 215 to win this match with Bet Rivers. So they're the two tour matches in Doha. We've spoken about Rio. Now, the final tournament this week is over in Mexico. It's Los Cabos. And um, the conditions here are very warm, aren't they? Sean, it's, it's, it's sweltering over there, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't say sweltering. It's hot. I mean, hot-ish. You know, it's about 26, 28. It's not. That's hot for me. That's, that's, that's sweltering for me. Is that hot for you? 28. It's about 90 degrees, isn't it? It's nice. I wouldn't say swelter. Sweltering is like 35, 36. You know, that's 20, 38. 24, 26 is perfect. 28, 29 is, that's hot for me. I, 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 did I read it? I might have got it wrong. You're not playing it. ice. So I don't, I, I'm, I'm now. It. I mean, with this head, you need factor 50 on all the time. The um, caps, you'll be fine. Yeah, but my, my missus said I look useless in caps. She doesn't like me in caps. She says I look like a bit of a someone who... Goes on the, on on a sort of certain bus to go to. It doesn't doesn't like me with the the cap on. She wants me with a flat cap. But you don't, um, you don't tell her. I bet you don't walk into her and say, "Look, I don't I don't like you in that dress. That's that's not happening." I do. Do you? <laughs> and uh, and but anyway, um, this match here though, I mean, the, the conditions are hot. Obviously, I, I sure I sure read a quote from someone saying it was really really hot and sticky and humid. It, and it used to be played in July, so that was probably a lot hotter. Now that it's oh, played, it, in... I didn't read it. Two years ago, I read it this week. I read so okay. I read someone said it was it's anyway, it's it's warm. It's gonna be quite depends warm. Depends what you consider to be warm, I guess. And they, the matches are played kind of later in the day. I don't think it's gonna uh, heat's a, a 
massive problem here. Um, but I'm not running around, you know, playing three and a half hours of uh, of tennis. I'm, not, you know, so it kind of depends. But wh where are we going with this? Well, I'm just no. I was asking the conditions. I just okay. I thought, slow. I thought, I thought I was coming. I thought I was coming with <laughs> with a bit of intelligence because I've done my research. So it's going to be really hot. You've put me right back. It depends what you mean by and really I'm hot. Get, I'm I mean, gonna, and now I'm going to let you throw it over to you. I, I wouldn't have said that was really hot. I know it's perhaps humid and and what have you. And Acapulco can be, you know, very very hot and humid. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this was insanely hot. But it is slow. It's a slow court. It's high bouncing. It's a bit spongy if you watch it. It's a kind of a peculiar watch. It's like a they've got this sort of brown around the outside. It looks like a sort of clay court that they've kind of painted, painted over. It's 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 not my sort of conditions. I think it's it's difficult, slow, high bouncing. So those are the conditions. Well, conditions difficult, slow, high bouncing. Does that mean we may have a shock? Maybe you know we, we could be underdogs on the card. There's a lot of heavy favourites tomorrow in action. But one of the heavy favourites you're going to speak about here is Alex Dimuar against Alex Mickelson. Now. On the graphic here, we have minus 305 for Diminois, but he's now minus 335. The money has come for the Australian. He's in, he's in some good form, but Alex Mickelson, I, I quite like what I see from this kid. I think he's going to be a big player, plus 250 here. The spread is minus three and a half, minus 136 for Diminois, uh, plus 106 for Mickelson. The total, 21 and a half over, minus 130 under, um, plus 102. That, that looks a little bit cheap for me on the... Um, the uh, the total games there the over earlier was plus 104 it's now minus it's minus now minus 130 so there's been a bit of a move on that but that was sorry that the over was 22 and a half now 22 and a half um what do you like here if you look at this match here the form Dimonor's played a lot of tennis hasn't he in recent weeks mm. i know he's up he's inside the top 10 but is he a player that really should be a top 10 player is it because he's played so many big matches and done quite well on some lesser events but uh, he's a number 3 seed this week and I, I just got a feeling here he's a little bit too short on minus three hundred five against a very talented Mickelson. Yeah, I think in this this circumstance he, he probably is. Um, you know, he's playing some very very good tennis at the minute. You know, he deserves his place in the top ten. He's made improvements to his game, and he's a very tough guy to beat. You know, Sinner didn't have an easy time against him in the Rotterdam final by any means. I know it was straight sets, but it, it was anything but easy. But this this one is about what Diminor wants to do over the next few weeks. He, he's had that extremely tough week in Rotterdam. You know, a lot of tough matches. He he doesn't he doesn't tend to sprint through his matches very quickly. He did he did in one or two. He beat Goffin pretty easily, but he tends to have to expend a lot of energy to win his matches. Now he's got to decide what he wants to do with this week. He's got 500 points to defend next week in Acapulco because he won that tournament last last year, and then he's going straight to Indian Wells. Now last year he he went through the real went through the ringer to win Acapulco. He was absolutely shattered in all these matches that he played. They're all three sets pretty much. And he arrived at Indian Wells and he had absolutely nothing left. Now you're Alex de Minor, having gone through that last year. Do you want to do the same thing again? Do you want to go all out to win a 250? Um, you know, in, in warmish conditions and the way that he plays, he, he things don't come easily to him. It's going to be an effort for sure. And then next week, going to have to defend 500 points in Acapulco and then go to Indian Wells. I I think something's got to give personally. Mm. Um, it, I can't see it being next week. Cause it's a, it's, it's a bigger points than this. Um, you know, the way that he plays, he's, he's got to put everything into it. It's not like he can rely on a massive serve and you know, huge forehand blast players off the court. He's, he's got to be on it physically. And if he's not, he, he struggles. And I feel like Mickelson, the way that he's playing at the minute can certainly challenge him. 
anyone that saw him play against Tommy Paul a few days ago in Delray Beach, he was he was very close to Tommy Paul. I think it was a final set tiebreak in the end that Tommy Paul won it in. A repeat of that level of tennis from Mickelson against what is going to be a tired Diminor. You know, it's not a short trip from Rotterdam either, is it, to, to Los Cabos? Um, you know, fatigue has got to play a part here, you feel. Um Mickelson in his last 10 matches at main level, his stats are very good. A service points one and return points one total of 100 and a hold, a service hold and break total of 104. So he's he's coming in with some good numbers lately, um, Mickelson. So for me here, either back Mickelson in, in the assumption that Diminor might be less than less than 100% committed or less than, less than 100% fit or take the over games. Um, feel like it's going to be a closer than the odds suggest. And I certainly would be back in Diminor at that price in these circumstances. And both of those markets have been nibbled at in the market before we spoke about here. Um, well, Mickelson has got actually bigger price, but the total games has been a little bit of move for the overs. I mean, there is you can go quite low on 21 and a half, or you can go a little bit higher in price at 22 and a half if you were inclined to. Well, the handicap on Mickelson as well, possible. Yeah, three, and, three and a half is minus 103 for Mickelson. So we're leaning towards Mickelson there in all kinds of different markets. Remember, veterans have 29 different markets on this match. Uh, Mickelson's going to be our sort of lean in any one of those 29 markets, first set Mickelson, over total games, over first set, lots of points to defend for Alex Dimonoir. And uh, obviously this tournament will not probably be the, be the priority over the next few weeks for the Australian, who is now up to the top 10 of the world. So just the one official pick from Sean, it's Fuksovic at minus 104 in Doha tomorrow on Wednesday, which starts at 6.30 a.m. Eastern time. That match doesn't specifically start at 6.30 a.m., uh, the order of play starts at 6.30am and check out the Bet Rivers website overnight when the order of play comes out to see what time. But I would suggest to head across early because I'm convinced that that price will uh, slash in the market. Um, John, thank you very much for your time. Pleasure. No problem. I don't I hope know to what, be 75% I, fit tomorrow. Well, I've, I've, I, as, as this has been going on, I've been getting a more and more of a worse headache and I've got more and more of a runny nose. So mm. whatever you've done, through the I haven't sent anything the down the internet through the, through the fire optic cables. You, you've 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 sent your lurgy across to me in some capacity. It's nothing uh, to do with me. Well, anyway, there's three ways to follow us here and uh, on on Betting Weekly Studios. You can obviously subscribe to our YouTube channel, Betting Weekly Studios on YouTube. Please give us a subscribe on there. Give us a like. Give us a review. Get any comments you want. Please do that, sir. On there. Uh, with great numbers in recent weeks on the on the YouTube channel. So I want to hear from you. If you've got a best bet, you know, if you agree with Sean, or you disagree with Sean, or you agree with me or whatever, just give us a comment. Any any questions you have for us, we're happy to take them on there and we will answer those questions on this show. Uh, you can also uh, give us a follow on our social media uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And we share the same handle, at because we win. Uh, there'll be loads of updates from there on the tennis world as well as the soccer world and all kinds of different stuff and competitions on Instagram as well. Some exclusive content as well. Uh, next week, I'll be over in Dubai. You'll be able to see uh, some action I'll have over there in the following, in two weeks later from there. Sean will be in Indian Wells. We're starting to do our trips again. So you'll see all that on the Instagram page. And also you can download the podcast, Benny Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. That's all for today on Tuesday. We're back tomorrow. Hopefully cashing more tickets. This was a great start to the week. Sean has got us back in the uh, in the profit. Looking good uh, for these three tournaments and looking good with some lots of big tennis events coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, enjoy your day. Good luck with your wages. And Sean, 80% tomorrow and we'll smash it even more. Let's go for it. Take care.